When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's a new year and a new chance for you to make a fresh start with your compliance. Port, we're going to be bringing you a daily tip, strategy, or idea that you can use to improve your program. Here's your host, Tom Fox, the Compliance Evangelist. Clawbacks, or what the Department of Justice calls consequences. The DOJ has long focused on financial incentives in a best practices compliance program. Now it is equally focused on punishing those officers and employees who fail to do business ethically and in compliance with the FCPA. The 2020 FCPA Resource Guide second edition stated, a compliance program should apply from the boardroom to the supply room. No one should be beyond its reach. The DOJ and SEC thus consider whether when enforcing a compliance program, a company has a appropriate clear disciplinary procedure, whether those procedures are applied reliably and promptly, and whether they are commensurate with the violation. Many companies have found that publicizing disciplinary actions internally and where appropriate under a local law can have an important deterrent effect demonstrating the unethical and unlawful actions have swift and sure consequences. The Monaco memo drove that point home with the statement, Corporations can best deter misconduct if they make clear all the individuals who engage or contribute to a criminal misconduct will be personally held accountable. In assessing a compliance program, prosecutors should consider whether the corporation's compensation agreements, arrangements, and packages incorporate elements such as compensation clawback provisions that enable penalties to be levied against current or former employees, executives, or directors whose direct or supervisory actions or omissions contributed to the criminal conduct involved. Since misconduct is often discovered after it occurs, prosecutors should examine whether compensation systems are crafted in a way that allows for retroactive discipline, including the use of clawback measures, partially escrowing compensation, or equivalent arrangements. Prior to the Monaco memo, clawbacks had not been seen as generally a necessary part of a compliance program. However, now it is clearly mandated by the DOJ. Moreover, having such a penalty in place is also seen as a part of a good corporate compliance culture, which not only penalizes those who engage in unethical conduct of a company's or in violation of a company's policies and procedures, but also promotes compliant behavior and emphasizes a company's commitment to its compliance program and culture. Will this mandate the DOJ investigating whether a corporation has included clawback provisions in its compensation agreements and whether following the corporation's discovery of misconduct, a corporation has, to the extent possible, taken affirmative steps to execute on such agreements and clawback compensation previously paid to current or former employees whose actions or omissions resulted in or contributed to the conduct at issue? Let's start with the basics. What is a clawback? It's a provision within a business or employment contract that allows, under prescribed set of circumstances, 
an organization to reclaim incentive or bonus funds previously paid to an employee. It provides a form of guarantee where a business needs to respond to employee misconduct. The two key requirements, one is it a, it's a provision in a written contract, and two, it's for compensation received on incentive or bonus, not salary. This is a very critical point, the latter. The issue for many compliance professionals is to where to look for guidance and how to construct such a clawback provision. Securities and Exchange Commission has provided such guidance in a final rule published in 2022 entitled Listing Standards for Recovery of Erroneously Awarded Compensation. The SEC directed the national securities exchanges and associations to establish listing standards that require each issuer to develop and implement a policy providing for the recovery and in the event of required accounting restatement of incentive-based compensation received by a current or former employee or executive officers where that compensation on the erroneously reported financial information. While this final rule related to both big R and little r restatements, the final rule does provide guidance in the anti-corruption world. According to a client alert entitled SEC Issues Long-Awaited Rule on Clawback of Executive Compensation, the final rule requires companies to claw back incentive compensation erroneously received by current or former executives during a three-year period preceding the required restatement date. An interesting caveat under this final rule is the term received, generally meaning the applicable financial reporting measure connected to incentive compensation has been satisfied and the incentive comp has been earned, even if such incentive compensation has not actually been paid. This means that an annual bonus award is deemed received in the fiscal year the employee or executive earned it, even if the award is not paid till the March of the following year. The final rule applies to incentive compensation received by executive officers on or after the effective date. Finally, this means the recoverable amount on a pre-tax basis is different than or between the incentive-based compensation received by executives from the amount they would have received based on the required statement. While the Monaco memo directed companies to develop further guidance by the end of the year on how to reward corporations that develop applied compens- and apply all black clawback policies, including how to shift the burden of corporate financial penalties away from shareholders who do not engage in such misconduct onto the more directly responsible. This final clause is an effort by the DOJ to keep companies from shielding recalcitrant employees from the consequences of their own illegal and unethical conduct. Here, compliance professionals can also draw assistance from looking at the SEC rule for for guidance. The final rule, in the final rule, it banned companies from obtaining indemnity insurance to protect executives from clawback. Of course, all of this should be written down and reflected in the company's policies and procedures. The Monaco memo stated, Corporations' policies and practices regarding compensation and determination whether they are followed in practice. This is consistent with the SEC final rule, which says that a company should develop the implementation of a policy requiring of erroneously awarded incentive-based compensation. The final rule stated, quote, in the event that the issuer is required to prepare an accounting restatement due to material noncompliance with any financial reporting requirement, the issuer will recover from any of its current or former executives whose incentive-based compensation during the preceding three-year period based on the erroneous data 
any such compensation in excess of what would have been paid under the statement. So what are today's three key takeaways? Number one, the DOJ has clearly made clawbacks a part of any best practices compliance program. Number two, the SEC has passed a clawback rule separate and apart from the Monaco memo, but you can use it for your Monaco memo, or excuse me, for your compliance program. And number three, your clawback program should be, of course, documented. This is Tom Fox again. Thank you for listening to this episode of 31 Days to a More Effective Compliance Program. I hope you will join me for 31 Days to a More Effective Compliance Program is a part of the Compliance Podcast Network. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.